Welcome to the Get Inspired with GERD show, brought to you by GERD's Hundle. Join us each week to be inspired, informed and uplifted with some of the most inspirational and motivational guests from around the world. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay inspired. Hello and welcome to Get Inspired with GERD's, the place to stay happy, stay healthy and stay inspired. Now today's topic is something that's close to me and it's the power of manifestation. Now I know some of you may be thinking, hmm, not that woo-woo topic again. However, it's just so important to kind of realise why manifestation is key in our life because what we project is actually what we're manifesting into our life. And today's guest is just a perfect example of this. Through her own words and abundance, she was able to turn her life around. Now, Claire Galloway is helping people to understand the power of creative intelligence from the inside out. She is an artist, writer and magical thinker and loves inspiring people to awaken their inner creativity. She personally transformed her own life around after being financially broke, suffering with anxiety and lots of other health problems. Claire, it's an absolute pleasure having you on my show and just thank you for joining me. You're really welcome. Hi, Gertz. It's really nice to meet you. <laughs> Bless you. Um, Claire, your story of abundance is just truly inspiring. Can you tell the listeners what your life was like before you became the founder of the Real School of Art? Yeah, well, I was living way up a glen in Scotland and I was fairly stuck in this ongoing cycle of yeah, just reaching a, a total block in my life. It was always related to money. It was always related to getting my voice out in the world. It was always related to like home security, like feeling safe in the place that I was living in. I felt very disempowered in my life financially and like in my career. And I really knew that I had to take a big leap of faith, a big leap forward. And I would have to do something really symbolic in my life to get out of that rut that I was in. And so what did you do then? I basically um, said a really loud prayer to the universe and kind of said, look, I've had enough. I've been putting all my effort into, you know, going as far as I can go with my artwork and really pushing, like pushing really hard uh, to get ahead in my career and to find a safe place to live and a good community and so on. And I said, you know, universe, pull the finger out. I really need to get moved forward with this. Like, you're not doing enough to support me. If you want me to really flourish and like grow and be this inspiring uh, inspiration to the world. Like, get me a place where I can do this. Like, I want to be somewhere warmer, drier, safer, where it's easier to live. I want to be in a chilled out culture. I want to be pushed a bit. I want to be challenged, but I also, uh, I want to be able to chill out a lot more. Like, I just need it. Like, I need the universe to ease up on me. And I kind of got into a space where I started to visualize what that would feel like and sort of imagine what it would feel like. And I kind of knew I would need to be in a, a warmer country uh, where the cost of living was less, where houses cost less to buy. And I kind of, I just opened myself up to it. I didn't really believe in a way, I, I, on one level, I knew that the universe would give this to me if I really, really asked for it, like it would give me anything I want. But on another level, my smaller mental human level, I was really doubtful. I was like, I cannot see a way that you're gonna give me a house to live in, a partner, a happy lifestyle you know this abundant like how am I how am I ever going to achieve that in in the with the resources that I have on me just now but um you know it took a few years from there but but that intention that I set and that sort of call to the universe really started the ball rolling very very quickly like as soon as I said that and as soon as I put it into it I, I created a big painting around it and said this prayer and 
sort of really sent it out into the universe energetically and wrote it down and was very clear about it. And from there, things like it really started to unfold very, fairly quickly. It, it was a long journey from there and it involved a lot of blood, sweat and tears. But essentially, like that intention started, it started everything moving. It's interesting you're saying about how you manifested it and put it onto a painting. I've, I've heard before in the past where somebody in their house had basically put, um, it was a guy and he was always not finding true love and it was because of a painting that he had up of um, two women and it was always like he was always getting lots of women. And then when somebody said to him, um, you need to shift that around and paint the, the perfect woman you want in your life, suddenly all those relationships changed and he found the right one. What's your thought on that? Yeah. That's so, that's, I really relate to that and I really understand that it's like, it's the question you're asking. Like a, a, a little confession here is that I, I've been on internet dating agencies for many years. <laughs> I've, been, I've used internet dating sites to meet other people who are like-minded, not just to, to date, but to use. I very often lived in very um, rural locations or very remote locations and particularly since I came to Italy, like it's a really wacky, far out place, which is quite rooted in medieval mentality. So <laughs> to find a partner here, like, you know, it's kind of, let's be realistic about it. I'm not going to bump into someone who's dead spiritual and cultured and <laughs> into what I'm into. So, you know, like internet dating has been part of my life for about a decade at least. And it's been a really great way to meet people, connect with, have really deep dialogues about stuff. But it wasn't until recently that I realised that all the things that I was writing about in my profile and looking for and kind of pushing for like it was a bit missing the whole point in a way like but I didn't have the language for it and I think one of the things that when when we find that we're like pushing too hard and we're struggling and it's just not happening for us we have to go within like it comes from the core it comes from the center of the, of the being and it comes from that quiet place much much deeper inside like it doesn't come from pushing outwards and grabbing particularly for women I think we have to get into the deep feminine and the quiet and know that when we're at peace within ourselves, <clears throat> we we attract what we need to us and we don't like go out and grab it, you know, we don't go and hunt it down with a bow and arrow, like we attract it to us. And to be able to attract us attract it to us, we need to be able to shine in the fullness of who we are and we need to find the language that really speaks from our core. So I only recently like made a much deeper connection working with Tantra and really getting into key like pelvic work and awakening the cervix and so on and that suddenly took me onto a whole other level where suddenly I found my voice and I was able to speak much more clearly and from there I connected with like my soulmate effectively Aww. and everything else in my life is like aligning a lot lot better because I'm, wow. I'm just working from the inside out rather than striving from the outside sort of trying to grab what I need in the world if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally relate with you. A few years back, before I changed my life around, it was all about pushing and trying to get to the top and, you know, competing. However, I was never really happy from within. Inside, there was like this yearning feeling that something was missing. And I kind of knew deep down it was that I needed to love myself first before I could go out and help others. And that I needed to, like you said, embrace that positive energy and be more abundant in that kind of mindset. And once I changed my life around and started to be positive and upbeat, and you're right, words are so powerful. I started to realize the words that I would say to myself. I kind of spent a lot of my time putting myself down. And when I started to say, like, you know, I'm amazing, I love myself, like I actually mean I love yeah. myself, <laughs> things started to change. And like you said, like, you didn't have to go out and 
try and grab something. It was more like it, things would come to you, like you said, easy and kind of like effortlessly. I think especially for women, like women that are trained from an early age, like we're, well, not just women, but men and women, like we're trained to be extremely extrovert and particularly for the feminine, like that doesn't work. We get really drained by striving and pushing and, and grabbing and it, it doesn't really work for us. So um, often we, we end up attracting partners to us who just mirror what we're already doing to ourselves. So they mirror that they're they're not really giving us attention and they're not really listening to our bodies and they're not really nurturing us and loving us and caring for us and protecting us. So we really have to do that for ourselves first. And, you know, a lot of us really, you know, even though we're working like with spiritual dialogue and inward looking and uh, yoga and whatever and good diet, like we don't necessarily, we haven't really gone right deep into the core of ourselves because we're just so busy and distracted and, like super stimulated by the world and we really need to get into quiet space and create that space for the the quiet voice to really come to the surface. Absolutely I feel like in this day and age we focus so much on like social media technology that we have lost that connection like I'm probably sure like yourself Claire like when we were younger we'd go out into nature we'd go and play games outside but now everything is inside Absolutely. And also, there's, I've been talking about this a lot in my blogs lately and in the, the Real School of Art, that we've got this combination of being, like, all of our attention is super distracted at the same time as being super stimulated. So we've got this, like, nervous tension. So we're like a ball of nervous tension, like a clenched fist all the time. And because we're in that state, we sort of, we can't get to the deeper stuff and also the deeper stuff can't get out. So we've got this, like, our, our orbit, our energy, which should be freely flowing in and out from us like from our core to the outside connecting in all these intimate ways with the world because we're because we've got this sort of crust this stiff crust of, of tension and distraction all around us it's like this cloudy tense atmosphere all around our bodies and being and because we've got that way we really need to get that out of the way before we can get any deeper and like there isn't any way out of it you know you have to switch your computer off every now and again and you have to like spend some time in silence and solitude and you have to go into nature like you have to do those things if you're going to regain sanity and balance and 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 be able to really connect in your core yeah and I feel a lot of young people in this day and age are actually feeling it more than anybody else because they're so used to having like the internet their phones they're always if it's not the computer it's the tv if it's not the tv it's music so they never have time for self and then suddenly you're seeing this rise of young people going through lots of mind health problems and they don't know why it's happening yeah it's interesting how that happened like we sort of moved seamlessly into conditioning children from a really 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 young age like almost as soon as they could think like where they've been conditioned into just being completely distracted and completely uh, overstimulated in the shallow cortex, you know, the part of your brain. So there, there was a time when people were complaining about how TV was really, you know, mind-washing our kids and, and blocking us from having a good relationship with nature and so on, and kids weren't getting outside. But it seems that, like, suddenly over a couple of years, like, everybody's suddenly on on social media all day long and like all their pauses instead of having pauses in their work they're they're just being more and more stimulated constantly so they're going to bed wired and they can't sleep and they're wondering why they can't sleep and it's it's because they're totally wired because they're sitting looking at videos on <laughs> online from bed and so on so you know it's no wonder children have got issues with um you know issues with distraction or, or attention disorders because 
if you want to be able to focus your attention, you have to sit in silence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you have to learn and cultivate that ability to control your focus, your attention. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a no-brainer, but, you know, nobody seems to be picking up on this. Like, they need to be working on a really, on a really large level with this and really looking after kids and making sure they're not just bombarded with too much information all day long. I feel like it's the rise of the burnout syndrome that's happening at the oh, moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, my dear, you know, you move to Italy, you, you know, you pack your bags and you're like, right, I move to Italy. <laughs> what happened next? Oh, gosh, yeah, well, the short version, so that I don't rave on about it for hours, you'll never stop me, um, <laughs> is that at first it went to pot, completely went to pot, and it didn't work out how it was meant to work out. I had myself lined up with this partner that looked really great on paper. And I was working away in his house and garden and we were setting up this great business and so on. And it just didn't work out. There was on every level, it just went wrong. And I felt, I, I really followed the times for this. I followed this feeling, I followed this vision, I followed this energy. Mm. Um, you know, and this guy seemed to be there like with this perfect setup for me. And, you know, I did everything that I could and it just totally didn't work out. It was all sorts of culture clash, personality clash, gender clash, everything. And I, I came to this very, very dark space where I really could, a bit like the space I'd been in before I, I sort of said this prayer to the universe, I was in this space where I, I'm, I'm following my truth. And again, I'm just like saying to the universe, come on, universe, I've followed my truth. I've followed the signs. I know that I'm meant to be here, but I totally, like, again, my human brain cannot see how I'm going to get out of this. I'm now homeless in a foreign country. I've got all my stuff with me, including my cat. I don't speak Aww. the language. I have no income, no friends, no contacts. And I've just split up with this guy. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, what are you trying to make me learn? Like, what have I got to learn from this? Because mm. as far as I can see, this is my complete, my life is upside down. And like, I've ruined everything that I had, all my security I had in Scotland and all my, my career and you know, all the good stuff that I, at least I had half the good stuff that I wanted in the world. Now I've got absolutely nothing. I'm in a dark little house, yeah, that I've got to pay rent for. And the last of my savings are going down the pan. And I've got no, like, no even, you know, when I ask myself in my stomach and my heart, like, okay, come on, how do we solve this? Like, I've just got no answers for this. Like, there is no answer. The best thing I can see is, like, packing my bags up. And driving home to Scotland but it was mid-December and the idea of like trying to find a house in Scotland again in the middle of winter just that that was just bringing me down just the idea of that and I knew I'd have to pay loads of money for the petrol just to get home and for us putting down a deposit on the house so again my wee human brain was just going oh it's, it's the end of the world and I said okay universe right I really get that you've been you've brought me to this place and there must be something so incredibly magical that's going to come from this that I can't even picture it. Like, I, I mean, it, it has to be that, because if it was what it appears to be, this disaster, this, like, no no hope cul-de-sac dead end, then that that is really bad. Like, that just shows up that you shouldn't follow the signs that the universe gives you. So I said to the universe again, okay, I'll give you two weeks. Like, you've got to come up with something really, really good to prove that this is, like, really something that's meant to happen. And I'll go, along, I'll, I'll go along with whatever it is, but give me a good sign or whatever, you know, give me, I need a clear sign, like something that says, okay, just go this direction, everything's going to be fine. So um, I basically sat there and nothing came to mind and nothing happened particularly around me. I just got on with, you know, chopping wood and carrying water and painting <laughs> and sitting around and doing loads of writing to get stuff out of my head and try and calm down my wee human brain again. 
And then I, I kept having this memory of a house that my ex-partner had mentioned to me that kept coming up. And it came up again and again when I wasn't particularly going down that train of thought. So because it was coming into my head sort of like a flash of inspiration, it had this really good feeling with it too. And I'd never seen the house and I didn't really, I didn't, well, I didn't have money to buy a house at, at that point too. That was kind of a key issue too. But because of the feeling around this, the idea that was coming into my head of this house, I just sort of rolled with it and I asked my ex-partner to help me and bless and we got together a wee gang of people, some elderly neighbours and we all went along to the, the ex-owners of the house and we, they all chatted about it in Italian, all the men chatting together. I didn't have a clue what they were talking about and nobody could be bothered translating <laughs> for me. And in the end of it all, we had a bit of an argument about the price and I didn't have the money and I said, I can pay you next year, I can give you a small deposit. And the guy was like, no, you need to give me more than that. He wanted 13,000, I only had 10,000 euros like the next year from a long-term investment I've made. <laughs> and I was, you know, we just kind of argued about it a bit. And he was, he had seen an, an exhibition I'd done before, a little magical exhibition in a tent and a, a circus tent in the gardens the year before that I'd done in the same town. And he said, look, if, if you could do something really magical like that with my old family home, then you can have it for 10,000 euros. And I, and I was like, wow. And then he gave me the keys and that was it. <laughs> I went, I took the keys and that was it. I just, I had a house and a contract to pay the next year and so on. And from there, I was like, oh my God, like two weeks ago, I was homeless and freaking out and saw no opportunity. And now, like, I own this massive house. This is really, okay, this is good universe. Let's just carry on down this road. <laughs> so, yeah, it went from there. Wow. And it, it was interesting how when you got to like the lowest point of your situation that you didn't just kind of yeah. back away from the universe, you kind of actually trusted the universe more in that moment? Oh, it kind of had to be, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it couldn't have got any sillier or any, any less opportunity, seemingly. But it was interesting that like if I, like the house had actually tried to come to me twice already that year, like there were two times I could have gone and viewed it. And I said, like, no, like, why would I want to do that? I'm with this guy and he's got a house already, so why would I need to go and look at another house or whatever? Uh, so it's, it's interesting how you, you sort of, in your life, you sort of need, like, all the things that have come to me that have been really big, like, really big life changes, they've always come in this big void where there's a big space and you need a big void in your life for the space for something new to, like, something really great to come into. So... You know, having a big empty space in your life isn't a negative thing ever. Like, there's, it's always just a space that something's going to come into at some point. It's, it's not going to be a void forever because, you know, nature abhors a void. So <laughs> it's not going to carry on. You know, what's interesting is when you said that you were thinking about looking at that house, it's almost like your intuition knew that you were going to go somewhere else. Yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it really, like, when it started to come into my mind in those two weeks, my really my dark night of the soul, like, I could really feel something from it. And, you know, when I first got in the house and started dealing with, you know, it, it had been abandoned for 16 years. And wow. it was so tiring, the whole process of just taking it all in and trying to figure out how it worked and just clearing dust and junk from the house and so on. It was so exhausting. Wow. And, but, but something was just like totally, totally driving me. Like something was saying like, just go, go, go. Like just keep moving forward. Just keep your momentum up. Just keep on because this is going to get really, really amazing. It's just going to get better and better. It's going to be hard, but it's just going to get better and better. So I could, I could really feel something inside me connecting with that future space that existed and just sort of pulling me forward. And I, I just kept working with that and listening to that and connecting with it and feeling my way into it from there. Wow. 
Wow. It just shows how powerful manifestation is. And I, I totally relate with you. Like there's times where like I've been at my low point and I'm like, do I trust the universe or do I trust to, to ignore it? And when I've trusted it, like everything has come together and it just flows. And then you're like, okay, now I know why that happened. <laughs> It, it, but at the time, you kind of yeah, thinking... it's, it's to sort of work it like a muscle. Like so, you have to, like you have to push your trust a little bit further each time because the more you use that trusting the universe thing and following the signs and keeping your heart and your mind open, like the more you let go of that tense, that tension around grabbing things that we were talking about, and the more you like really invest in not just like I want this, I want a house, but really investing in that like the bigger vision of like where do I want to be in the world, what do I want to be radiating out into the world when you really like project yourself into a bigger space like a bigger vision of yourself that's what the universe really supports and the really the universe really opens up for you to make that happen but you've got to be willing to let go of all these insecurities and tensions and, and fears and like you do I kind of feel like you do the more you step into like into your trust the more you're rewarded for it and it's it's so hard to do because sometimes you know, if you jump in tentatively, the universe can really like ping back at you. And like, if you don't, it's like if you don't grab the grab the nettle really hard, it can really sting you. And so, if you tentatively grab it, you just oh, I haven't quite got the confidence. So then it kind of stings you. So it can be a difficult thing to do. But once you've done it a few times, you get better and better at it. And then, you know, from then on, you just kind of go up and up and up. Interesting. I know some of my listeners, you know, you guys out there are going to be like wondering really manifestation really good universe woohoo now Claire you know somebody (laughs) you know obviously we've both been there but you know why do you think it is that so many people are so afraid of this manifestation and woo-woo world all right well it's quite again coming back to that aspect of like everybody is in a state of quite extreme tension and distraction so for them like that tension and distraction is a it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You see what you want to see in the world because you're focused on distraction and tension and everything you bring into your life is like, it works around that. So you get to the, there's a sort of tension in everything we're doing where we we know that we have to push and grab to get things. Whereas once you start to let go of all that, you equally, it's, it's an equally self-fulfilling prophecy that you start to have to work less and less. It's just, it's basically a choice. Like, do you want to work really hard and fight with the universe or do you want to work with the universe and relax and really enjoy it it's like what what would you rather have I would rather have a lot thank you very much <laughs> so it's kind of easy to it's kind of easy to choose that yeah kind of like what you said the way I see it is I can rather just be this one person trying to fulfill everything or I can have somebody there as well helping me to guide me as well so at least I'm trying my best and I'm getting help from somebody else even though they're not here but they're in this universal force like why not right (laughs) yeah and that's really important too like who we have around us because again like whatever paradigm we choose to relate to you know we have to fill ourselves fill our lives with those kinds of people so that we relate to other people who are actually understanding what our vision is what our woo is what our what our like our understanding of the universal energy whatever that is so you know, if we keep listening to people who are very cynical or in a lot of tension in their lives or have a lot of friction in their lives, then of course they're just going to agree with everything that we say about frictions and tensions and difficulties and hard life and how life doesn't really reward you. But if you start like opening your your networks and, and friendships up to, to take in people who are 
really supportive of much more visionary ideas and positivity and manifestation, then, you know, it's just you really have to choose a, a good team behind you. That's really, really important too. Like you, even if it's just somebody you're watching on the internet or somebody whose blog you follow, you really need that, like to keep relating to that. Otherwise, you can get really dragged out by, you know, you want to move forward in your life. You often have to you often have to leave people behind, unfortunately. I mean, you don't, you don't have to completely cut them out of your life, but you do have to step out of the comfort zone and out of familiar discomfort. And that that involves, you know, leaving some people behind in, in their familiar discomfort. And, yeah, and, yeah, cynical people, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, so you can't do much about that. If somebody wants to, to view the world, the world cynically, then, you know, there's, it's always a bit of a block on, on moving forward. Absolutely. I agree with you on that because it's all to do almost like self-worth. It's like how you want to treat yourself is how others will treat you. So if you're around cynical people, they're mirroring that back to you. And, you know, if they're willing to learn, that's great. But if they're not willing to make the change, you cannot change that person no matter what. They have to accept when they're ready to change. I think what happens with a lot of people, you know, they go to these events, you know, life-changing events for a few days and they think, yeah, now everyone's going to be positive around them. And then suddenly they see the world isn't as the same as what they've experienced in those few days. And actually that the people around them, they have to question, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you need to get rid of your family members or anything like that, but it's being mindful of the <laughs> talk <laughs> that, um, that you're, you're projecting out to the world and to them and, you know, being positive, uh, it'll eventually rub off on yeah. them if they're willing to see things in a different manner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, again, it's like, how holy do you want to become, you know, how spiritual do you want to become? Because you have to create a safe space for yourself. Like you have to create your own church or your own, um, sanctuary or a place where you're completely safe to be exactly who you want to be so you know even if it's one room even if it's a house even if it's a community um, and you have to guard the gates of your senses so you can't just like keep watching conventional media for example and like keep just being trained to think that the world is exactly what you see on the surface of it and what you see in conventional media you know you really have to start challenging some of your deeper understanding about the world around you and start interacting with it differently and Looking at the looking at the consequences of your economic purchases or investments, for example, and like interacting with the world in a more ethical and sound way. So yeah, like all, all our interactions affect the world, and and we're affected by all the interactions around us and all the things that come into us. So it's really important to start monitoring a bit, like being aware of what we're taking in and what we're giving out to the world. That's really important too. It's like a really key aspect of changing one's life is you don't carry on doing the same stuff and get different results like if you carry on doing the same behaviors you're going to get the same results all the time obviously. <laughs> so yeah that is so true um so my dear can you tell us about the real school of art i sure can um again i've been doing this thing about pushing forward and pushing forward and pushing projects i was doing uh, quite a few projects locally in this small italian town that i live in and i was getting quite tired doing that and i was doing quite a few projects online and a blog and I was spending a lot of energy doing a lot of work, like trying to get across my ideas into the world. And then I, I suddenly had this like real brainwave of like, wait a minute, why am I not just teaching exactly what I know? And I've got this huge amount of information um, available to me and resources and information about like being a creative person and manifesting and also being an artist. And it's, it's kind of really easy when you do something every day and you're really okay at it or really good at it because you're a professional. It's really easy to take those things for granted and think like, 
why would anyone want to know about, you know, how to clean brushes or, you know, how to start a painting or how to keep yourself inspired? But the more I thought about it, I thought, oh, you know what I would so love to do? I'd love to just create my own art school because my my own experience at art school, like, it's like a lot of other institutions, like medical institutions and like the church and like politics. There's a lot of like patriarchal structures and hierarchies and it's all just like a, a symptom of the system and I'm not really interested in following or or being a part of the system as it were. I'm really interested in looking at better ways of interacting with the universe and the world and with each other culturally and evolving culture and so on. So I thought, well, that's the totally logical thing, just create an, an art school, and um, but not like a conventional art school where you, you get taught to be part of this hierarchy and system and, you know, it's all about snobbery and like, these little sort of emperor's new clothes ideas where everyone's like, oh, this painting is so important because of this. It's like, what would it be like if I just created a really real art school where people really learn what it's like to be not a neurotic, egotistical, up your own backside artist, but like a real artist who's like creatively flourishing in the world. And, you know, not just flourishing as a painter, selling paintings, painting big colourful paintings, but someone who's actually flourishing in the world as a creative person and like manifesting their own reality, having really beautiful relationships, creating a beautiful home and an abundant reality. Like what would that be like to, to share how to do that? And and I also felt really strongly that because I've come from a place of poverty, ill health, depression, feeling really disempowered and grief and trauma and on various things, because I've got beyond all that and got to this really, really genuinely happy and fulfilled place, surely I can really turn that into something like some sort of teaching so I can speak about where I've been and talk about where I am now and where I'm going and that would be a really good like learning trajectory like a like sort of like a bow and arrow that's going to shoot in a really clear direction and you know I, I, <clears throat> I've sort of taken some time to get more confident with my voice as well it's I, I started experimenting with video blogs at, uh, about only about I started doing that about a year ago and and I've sort of got my confidence up with it so now I feel that I'm kind of talking from the inside out, like from my core, mm. expressing really clearly what I believe and what I, what I love. So, yeah, I'm just really enjoying creating this art school in a lovely, big, uh, spontaneous, fun way where I'm just creating lots of little videos. And I'm going to have between 80 and 100 videos uh, just going into the whole how to be creative, how to break down the blocks that stop us from being creative. Because it, it, it's such a, a key aspect of being a human being and we kind of get it we get it kind of beaten out of us when we're small, that we, we shouldn't be creative or we should be embarrassed about what we want to express. And that really, it really sets us up for life to not be particularly fulfilled. And, and I'm really interested in taking that all apart and teaching people how to draw and paint and put themselves out in the world as an artist too. I'm quite excited about all that. Because at the end of the day, like every, every human being sort of has an artist within them. They're all completely, perfectly unique and interesting and and they're all sort of meant to be in the world. Like, we're all meant to be in the world in that uniqueness. We're not meant to be like a cog in a machine. We're meant to be, like, really uniquely interweaving in this huge fabric that's got all these multiple colours in it that are all meant to interweave together and perfectly and synchronised. And I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in teaching a little bit about that too. <laughs> Amazing. And um, so if anybody's interested in school, where can they find you? You can look at my, I've got a website, which is just clairegalloway.com, uh, no I in Claire. And the, the real school of art is, is the website is thersoa.com. Sorry, can you say that again? Yeah, it's the, the website for the real school of art is just the 
rsoa.com. So therealschoolofart.com. Perfect. And my dear, we are coming towards the end of the show. I just can't believe how quickly it's gone. Yeah, it <laughs> um, So my, question, my last few questions are, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? Oh, well, you know, I, one of the biggest things I'm most grateful for is just my age, like being, <laughs> get, having gotten as far as I am. I, I, you know, I, it's one of the things that every time I have a birthday coming around, um, it just, I'm so happy that I got beyond those neuroses and illness and unhappiness when I was younger and that I always knew it would get better. You know, I'm just, I'm so happy to, to know how much I know and to have this channel of creative flow and inspiration and I'm so happy about that and I'm happy to be at my place in the world I'm happy that I'm putting out what I'm putting out in the world and inspiring people that it's like I couldn't really be much happier with that it's a beautiful thing oh I love that oh, <laughs> oh. and my last question actually is um because I feel like a lot of people might be struggling with this is what are your five top tips for someone who's kind of struggling to create manifestation in their life yeah, well, you're not alone. <laughs> My first top tip is like, you're not alone. Like, there's loads of people who want to manifest more and they can't. And that's just okay. Like, we're all learning to do it. We're all, as we do it, we do it more. And we're all just learning. We're all on a learning curve. And any healthy human being is on a, a healthy, happy learning curve. And like, just don't be isolated about it. That's really important. You're not on your, you're not on your own. Don't be isolated. Um, the second thing is like gaining perspective, which again, you know, not being isolated really helps you to do. It's really important to get a perspective that if you're like banging your head against a wall or a blocked door or a gate or something, like don't stand there and look at the, the gate really close up or don't look at the wall close up and don't bang your head on it. Just step back from it. So you have to do something that gives you perspective. And that could be a multitude of things, but often silence and solitude or walking in nature or something like that will do that for you. Um, the third thing, again, like getting some perspective about it, like rather than actually just banging your head against it. The other thing about is like really deeply introspectively finding what the patterns are that, you know, like how many times have you come up against this block? What is the pattern? Like what's the underlying thing behind that pattern? You know, does it come back to, like for me it was, it came back to this core sense of like I don't really belong in the world like I'm not good enough like I'm weird I'm a, I'm a weirdo and people don't like me and my family doesn't understand me and so when I got to the core of that then you know I can see this pattern from a very young age of having been told not to do this and not to think this and not to say that and I unraveled it all and I really you know like once I got to the bottom of that then I could get onto the next phase which is like taking the negative and turning it into the positive so yeah, I might have felt at first like it was this, um, like this this weight around me that I was carrying this weight from being a child of having been told I couldn't do this and these limited thoughts. But just turning that around and and saying like what's really positive about that about that block that I have in my life, you know, it, it protected me. It protected me for all these years, and it stopped me from being really manipulated. It made me very lonely uh, alone. I spent a lot of time in solitude, but that was a really positive thing because it gave me space to think and feel, become sentient and to really deeply ruminate about my purpose in the world. So that was really, that's important, turning the negative into positive because every negative contains a positive, just like my dark night of the soul in Italy when I didn't, couldn't see a way forward. 
So the number five tip is like, don't let anything stop you. And I, and I literally mean like, don't even let the universe stop you. <laughs> Just keep keep in mind always this bigger vision and like where it is you really want to be, the feeling you want to have a, a, around like where you want to be in the future and and like just work methodically towards it and don't get stuck in any negative cycles of like I can't do this I'm never going to achieve it if you hear yourself saying things like that it's really important that you you hear it but just say thank you so much brain for you know suggesting that I might not be able to do this but I can and I will and here I here I go I'm going to do it you know it it's it's not there's never a reason for not being able to do something you just have to go and find another way to do it if the way isn't working you find another way to do it. You go educate yourself more. You go and find a person who's done it before you. You go and Google it, whatever. You just go and find a way to do it. And there's always a way forward. Even, even if you have to take it into really small, bite-sized pieces, you know, and like make it super, super, dumb it down, make it really simple and just do it that way. Like one breath at a time and one step at a time, but everything can be achieved. Absolutely. That that last one, wow. That I really relate with that because... I feel like a lot of people, when their goal doesn't work, they just quit when it's actually nothing wrong with the goal. It's actually more to do with the plan itself. And then they wonder why it's not working. It's because you've forgotten actually what the goal is because you're more focused on the plan and not realising maybe the plan just needs a little tweaking. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all about keeping doing it. Just keep on. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dear, those were amazing five top tips. And thank you for being on the show. I, I really found your story inspiring. And just it goes to show that, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. Oh, you wonderful. can. Bless I'm you. So that you can create abundance in your life and it's okay like to have the hurdles like you said because the once you start believing in abundance everything will flow yeah absolutely keep on with it you literally can do anything just keep on with it <laughs> oh bless you well it's amazing having the show and thank you for joining me lovely to chat with you guys take bless care you. Ciao, ciao. bye what a great interview with claire wow it's just so important to realize how powerful abundance is. You know, once you start to understand it and you start to believe it, things will change for the greater good. Your life will shift, your relationships will shift, your work life will shift, everything you can possibly imagine will shift for just being happier and healthier and inspired and the way you look on your outlook on life completely changes. Now, unfortunately, is the end of the show. Don't forget you can find me at Facebook, which is Get Inspired with GERDS, that's G-U-R-D-S. You can find me on Twitter at I am GERDS, that's G-U-R-D-S, where I bring you lots of inspirational and motivational quotes. And also, if any of you are looking for a coach, I also pro provide one-to-one -one coaching. Check out my website, which is www.getinspiredwithgerds.com. Now, this week, I want to leave you with this quote. Speak what you seek until you see what you've said. Hmm. Take care, guys, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Join us each week to be inspired, informed, and uplifted with some of the most inspirational and motivational guests from around the world. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay inspired.